Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome to Studio K on Muskoka Magazine. This is your host, Joe Jordan. Studio K, where curiosity is ignited, conversations are genuine, and connections are celebrated. The ordinary becomes extraordinary. Good morning. My guests today are Melissa Pauluschuk and Jane Wyland from Hospice Huntsville. Welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. It's lovely to see you again. It's been a while since we've been live in the studio, and here we are on this November morning live in the studio. Uh, Melissa, I know you wanted to talk about uh, November is your year end. Mm-hmm. Um, when is your year actually end? Do you go like by the calendar year? Is that what you mean by year oh, end? Oh, um, yeah. So the uh, year end appeals are, are what we have actually right now is December 31st or the calendar year. But our fiscal years are our fiscal year is actually different than that. Our fiscal year um, will end at the end of March 2022. Okay. So tell us a little bit about, uh, I don't know where you want to start, if you want to talk about how hospice mm-hmm. is funded and and what that means in regards to your year-end yes. campaign. So uh, with Hospice Huntsville, our organization is um, funded by the government uh, 40%. Uh, the remaining 60% we have to fundraise or receive donations for, um, you know, every single year, which is equivalent to $1,800 per day. So one thousand eight hundred dollars a day that we have to receive in donations or um, to fundraise for in order to keep all of our programs and services completely free of charge um, to the community and of course the doors of Algonquin Grace open. That's a lot. That's that's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure, and I would imagine even more so in these times. Yeah, and uh, it we've been so blessed with such an amazing giving community and supporters uh, that have certainly helped us throughout um, the the pandemic and the extra expenses that we've you know had to of course you know put forth for um, keeping everybody safe. Uh, so we're so fortunate for all of that, but. With the uh, with the pandemic, it also meant that we have to, you know, go back to um, a virtual event um, itself. We can't gather in uh, large um, groups like we we did in the past. But hopefully, next year will change for that. Right, and I I think people's idea of how to give is changing a bit because you want to remain safe and volunteer mm-hmm. and give back to the community at the same time. So is there more focus then on your uh, donations, your 500 club? Mm-hmm. And that's very too, Joe, with the 500 club and our 5,000 club and our monthly donors. It, um, it's, it's so important to us at any time of the year. But when uh, the pandemic first hit, and because we had to, at the time, we had to actually cancel our purple tea party. We had to delay our hike and, and then, of course, make it virtual. All of the other in-person events were going to be virtual or postponed. And it was, uh, you know, at that time to have that sustainable funding of monthly donors or annual donors that are coming in that we know we can count on that money was so important. And, and 
also, of course, everybody that came together in our community. It's not just um, monetary donations, um, but, you know, people reaching out and, and you know, making the staff and, and everyone feel so appreciative. It was really an incredible time. Right. And I'm not sure... I know we say this every time mm-hmm. you're on, that there's absolutely no cost for people yeah. to use hospice. That's right. There's no cost. It's completely free of charge um, to everyone in our community. And that's um, not only as a resident of Algonquin Grace, um, but um, to all of our grief and bereavement support programs um, that we have for hospice and our visiting volunteer program. It's all completely free um, of charge to, to everyone in our communities. Right. So we were talking before we came on that uh, hospice services have been in the area since 1989 Mm -hmm. and the Algonquin Grace was open in 2012. Mm -hmm. Yes. So do you find that most people know about your services now in the community? I think, you know, a majority of people do, um, but also a lot of people are not aware of what we what we fully can do and support someone until they themselves need it or a family member or a friend and then they really realize what it's like especially Algonquin Grace um, our residential hospice it is it's such a beautiful warm building and it you have to in order to understand what a hospice is like when you experience it and so many family members say i never really realized what it was like and how beautiful of an environment it is and um, how supportive everybody is um, to to the family member and the resident um the our annual appeal you know campaign uh, every year we have a family member that writes a beautiful letter as a testimonial of of their family member that was a resident of Algonquin Grace and this year um, I'll just quickly read the very beginning of it because um, it's sort of a testament of how you uh, realize you don't need hospice until you really really do right Um, Hospice Huntsville was a place I drove past several times. It is a place I overheard stories of in conversations that circulated the staff room at lunch. Then one summer day in June 2020, my dad was admitted to Hospice Huntsville, and our time spent there would very quickly become the most intimate experience in the shortest amount of time of my life. Right, right. I think it's one of those times, it's it's such a hard sad time but it restores mm-hmm. your faith in humankind it does yes yeah right. and uh and for our little communities here um you know huntsville lake of bays and the Omeguan highlands um how fortunate we are to have all of these services completely free of charge in this beautiful residential hospice we're really fortunate and i the community built it they um, from the ground up and, you know, beforehand, the community stepped forward with monetary donations, with in-kind donations. Uh, we were so, you know, fortunate to have that. And we quickly were able to pay off um, the, the, whole, the whole building of Algonquin Grace, you know, shortly after we opened with all of our capital campaign money and the donations that we had received. Right. 
Can you talk a little bit about when you make a donation, mm-hmm. where that money goes to, mm-hmm. or the power of giving? Yes, yeah, the power of giving, uh, we call it. So we, um, at hospice, every single dollar in, and I truly mean this from the bottom of my heart, is put into, you know, making sure that we're providing the the best care into our residents, um, our family members, um, anyone that's getting grief support um, through Algonquin Grace and through um, our grief support programs. But it is, uh, when I say every single dollar, it is so important. And whether you give a $20 donation or a $5,000 donation, we make sure that that money is going to direct patient care. And I'll just give you a, qu- a quick few examples of the power of your gift and, and what that can you know bring for ho- Hospice Huntsville. So $20 um, in gift can provide a hospice resident with comfort supplies. $100 can provide five grief support books for children and teens. $500 will cover the costs of a palliative care course for two staff members and the cost of sponsoring a one-day volunteer education day. $1,000 can buy 10 grocery gift cards to help stock our hospice kitchen cupboards. And $2,000 will help provide a resident's room with new furnishings. That's just kind of a little bit of an example of what um, that monetary donations can bring but also what a lot of people may not realize is that um, with the $1,800 a day that we have to fundraise for or receive in donations every single day we have a new campaign um, called a day of care and um, that's for $1,800 a day that we have for that. So the day of care, is that an event or that's a, a way to organize the fundraising? Yeah, a day of care um, isn't an event. It's really um, anyone can um, actually donate a, a day of care. For example, our radiothon that we had in August, um, we had people calling in saying, we talked about the day of care and saying, I want to donate a, a day of care. So we were able to receive uh, donations for a full day of care itself. Um, people can also donate um, $900 for, you know, half a day of care um, itself. And uh, we recently, uh, there was a a large fundraising event for hospice in the community with Sandhill Nursery. um, And they um, raised an astounding amount of money for us to receive um, one month's worth of day of care. That's amazing. Yes, if you yeah. do the math, that's, that's that, a lot of, it is, yeah. of money yeah. that they raised, mm-hmm. right? So I understand now, so the $1,800 is what equals a day of mm-hmm. care. So yes. you set that out yeah. kind of as a goal or as a marker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and we'll always have that going on because it will we'll always need the, you know, at least $1,800 a day um, to, you know, provide all of our care and our support programs mm-hmm. to, to the community. Right. So... Unfortunately, our show is only 22 minutes, and uh, we're going to talk with Jane in a minute about grief support. So can you give us a website and and where people can delve into everything we've talked about Mm -hmm. a little bit further? So we have a lot of information on our website, uh, which is, of course, www.hospicehuntsville.com. 
Uh, they can also, uh, we have uh, social media channels of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram that provide daily updates and posts. And of course, you can always phone um, Hospice Huntsville at 789-6878, area code 705. And, um, and we have so much information on the website. We also have a video so you, and uh, still photos so you can actually see what Hospice Huntsville looks like and the grounds um, itself too. Right. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Joe. You always have a strong and powerful message and you can tell that your heart is so into hospice. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a little bit of a break and when we come back, I'll be speaking with Jane Wyland from Hospice Huntsville about grief support. This is Dr. Shervin. Hello. Dr. Shervin owns a dental practice in Huntsville. Yes, ma'am. But it's not only a dental practice. Dairy Lane Dental plays a major role in our community, supporting organizations that enrich your town like Community Radio, being a member of the Bay Food Crew, and Huntsville Hospital Foundation Business Cares Program. Dr. Shervin and his team at Dairy Lane Dental knows that alongside truly understanding their patients by providing a pleasant dental experience comes a responsibility to take care of our home. This is correct. Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Studio K, a part of Muskoka Magazine on Hunter's Bay Radio 88.7 FM. If you're just joining me now, I'm here today with Melissa Pauluschuk and Jane Wyland from Hospice Huntsville. Welcome, Jane. Again, we're going to talk a little bit about grief support, and that's a big topic, um, especially during the holidays. I know my mother died on November 20th, 10 years ago, and that's right around the holidays and what kind of special issues do you think that brings up grief around the holidays well for all of us holidays have very significant meanings no matter what the holiday is and a holiday is a real reminder that your person is no longer present with you and so i think that um you know it's important to know that each person grieves differently and they um experience it differently so um for for you with your mom and maybe your children they all have different perspectives on that and and when a holiday comes up then you're each grieving that loss a little differently right so are there certain things that are sort of cliche that you know friends or family will offer as as advice and how to get through grief yes um People who are grieving talk about how um, folks say, you know, um, sorry for your loss. I, you know, the person's in a better place. They're no longer suffering. Many of those kinds of statements. Um, and none of them are really very helpful because I had a, a lady say to me, you know, that person said to me that my husband's in a better place. But I was a good place, you know, he, I want him here. So, so those things are not helpful to, to people. Right. So what kind of support do you offer to 
um, you know, people experiencing grief or people that are going through it presently mm-hmm. at uh, at hospice. Mm-hmm. So first, um, as Melissa said, you, you know, all of our services are free of charge. And what's important to know, because sometimes people in the community think um, the grief supports at hospice are only for people who have had a family member in at hospice, where in fact they're available to everybody in the community. Um, we offer adult grief support. Um and COVID has changed how we're doing things and we're still operating virtually or by phone. Um, We have groups twice a year and we also have uh, phone support which is available anytime throughout the year for adults. We have um, a connections at the high school with the guidance office so that if somebody in the high school would like some one-to-one grief support, we can work to make that happen so that it can happen in the school time, not creating barriers for, you know, transportation for kids. And we also offer uh, twice a year uh, uh, youth um, grief support, which is for kids in elementary school. Again, it's virtual right now. So when people make donations, they are are providing um, resources and supplies for those groups as well. Right. So I'm sure, you know, we're, we're all a little bit older here and we've probably lost people in our lives. And uh, if you had to give anybody advice about dealing with grief, what would be some of the advice you might or where should they reach out to? What would you suggest? So I think um, there's a couple of things um, reaching out when you when you are ready and not everybody's ready early on. But when you are feeling that your grief is um somehow you need someone to talk to um, that's neutral and safe, then you could certainly reach out to hospice. If you are feeling that your grief is interrupting with normal rhythms and activities and creating, you're not able to cope well, then I think it's important to reach out for a clinical support, um, which is available. Um, your doctor can help you find that. For people who are grieving, especially in the holiday time, I think it's really important to be patient with yourself and to, you know, know that the holidays are always tied up with of lots of expectations and many are unrealistic anyway. They are particularly so when you're grieving. And so I think it's important to think about what what can I really do? What does my heart tell me I can cope with? And when you figure that out a little bit, then to, um, you know, if you're having a family gathering um, or a group gathering of any kind, then talk to the people that'll be there or at least one person and say, you know, I am coming, um, but I'll need to be able to take breaks. Is there a space that I can go to or can I have one of you take go for a walk with me so that I can take those breaks? Just be patient with yourself. Right. And how can people be sensitive to other people who they know are experiencing grief at this point, aside from not saying those cliche (laughs) words, but how can you be sensitive about your expectations or how you reach out to people that you know are? Yeah. So um, I actually just have a couple of thoughts from um, Dr. Alan Wolfelt, who is a really wise person about grief and bereavement. And he has a whole little bit about helping someone who is grieving so that we can say better things and offer better support. So one of the things that his key, he says, is about listening and listening with your full attention and not worrying about what you're going to say, just listening and concentrate on what's being shared. So don't worry about what you have to say, just listen 
listen. And the other thing he talks about is compassion and allowing the grieving person just to express what they're feeling without criticism or judgment. Just know that they need to say those things. Um, and from that, learn and understand what would work for that person to um, to be supportive. So not telling them, well, you should be over this or you should get help um, and not setting unreasonable expectations like you should be emptying the garage now kind of thing. You know, people will get to things when they are ready to. They need people who can be non-judgmental. And by being there and being reliable, um, that's your biggest gift for someone who's in pain. Right. I think um, just showing up. I think mm -hmm. the three things I just pulled from that were being there, listening, mm -hmm. and being non judgmental. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. And we often, as humans, we go into this efficiency, organize, let's do this, let's do that. And you're saying that's, you really need to hold off on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we're, we're grief adverse in our culture, you know, and um, it, it's important to, um, to just. Um, be present for people and to not be afraid to listen to them and if you feel sad it's okay to share tears with people you know you might be able to offer by speaking the person's name and re offering a memory then those are supportive things too but being present is the biggest thing. And over time, that's the other thing that in culture we think that, you know, the funeral happened, the memorial happened, so people are moving on. Well, you're moving on, but the person who's grieving is still grieving for right. a long time. It right. changes, but it happens for a long time. Right. Well, the community is so fortunate to have this service here and to have the two of you be so passionate about what you're doing. Melissa, anything else you wanted to add before we close out here. Sure. I'll um, just mention a, a couple, you know, items too, that um, we have weekly um, messages that we post on social media um, that Dr. Pam McDermott has um, graciously written for Hospice Huntsville. And um, we have that provided or on our Facebook and uh, Instagram accounts and also on our website. So feel free to read these beautiful messages that each week we share. But we also will have um, holiday, um, uh, kind of holiday-focused um, messages, um, too, during the holiday times. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming in. And uh, please, if you don't know a lot about these services, check it out on the website and um, get involved. Make a donation if you can. As, like Melissa said, even $20 or will we'll provide a service. will help with that day of care. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Studio K. Have a wonderful day, and remember that if you look closely at everything that surrounds you, the ordinary might just become extraordinary.